Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. Happy Mun, babe. Happy Mun, babe. Happy Muse Monday. <laughs> Mondays, right. Mondays are my favorite they're the, my favorite days is because we get to cruise. Yeah, Mondays are my favorite day too. So my yoga studio is closed on Mondays. So even though I do work on Mondays, um, we usually have some freedom. It's so out. funny. Like you, you, you read all these like things on like Instagram or social media or stuff. They're always like, they like make Monday like a bummer, mm-hmm. you know, like, but to tell you the truth, it's the complete opposite in my reality. Yeah, Mondays we celebrate are, Mondays here. Yeah, Monday. Hey. Welcome to Revel and Muse Monday. <laughs> so we, we're going to start to talk about, um, bring in every episode, we're going to bring in something ripped straight from the headlines. And we were going to talk, we were all prepared oh, to talk today. Oh, is this the today. new segment part of Revel yeah. and Muse podcast? We're, right. We're going to talk about some kind of current event. I was ready to talk about this new fad in Thailand, penis bleaching. I'm serious. <laughs> That's not real. No, it is. It's it's straight from the headlines. What do you mean penis rebelous. bleaching? Well, let's How save that one that? for you later. Just stick your your penis in bleach? <laughs> no, we're going to we're going to pause on this one because something even bigger than penis bleaching happened yesterday. I don't really think that's possible. <laughs> that is re- that's something real. You can't do that. So stay tuned for future episode oh. of the Rebel Amuse podcast where we discuss penis bleaching in okay. Thailand. Wow, heavy. Yeah. All right. Good job, so, world. Good yes, job, Thailand. Yesterday was, was it yesterday? No, the day before was a huge scare in Hawaii. And I'm sure by now it's national news and it's it's all over the place. But there was a missile threat. Well, tell everybody how they found out. <laughs> about 808, I think it was, in the morning. <laughs> that just makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Everyone got a, you know, those really loud alerts that you can't even turn off. I mean, it some, sometimes happens in teaching yoga where you just hear everyone's phone go. Rah. I've never experienced this yet, by the way. <sighs> well, you always have your phone turned off. Right. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it said incoming missile threat. No, ballistic. Oh, ballistic missile, yeah. incoming missile threat to Hawaii. Seek shelter. This is seek immediate shelter. This is not a drill. And imagine either waking up to that, or um, my sister-in-law Whitney was at the farmers market with the baby, and my brother was at home. My mom was at home, and imagine not being able to get to your family in time. I think when i think they were saying with all of these drills that they were doing in hawaii you have maybe 15 to 20 minutes until impact and so they knew this and you know my my sister-in-law wasn't going to be able to get home in time to be with my brother it's just so scary and i've we've read so many accounts of this and so many horror stories of what was going on at the time and i think um you know I, I was teaching yoga, luckily, so I didn't know about this. So my phone was turned off. And when I turned it back on, I had missed calls from my mom, from my brother, from Whitney, and basically everyone just calling to say goodbye. Which, when you think about it, that's that's so fucked up. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this. It's okay, na- I'll yeah. press the E button. Yeah, push the E button. That is, it's, 
Uh, didn't they go something like 35 or 40 minutes, minutes. W- without getting it corrected? So so for the next 40 minutes, all of our friends and family at home are just singing like, what's going on? Is there, is there a missile coming down? Yeah. Didn't Lahi's little boy, Koa, said, Mom, I think I see the missile coming. God, I love that kid. That is <laughs> so fun. I probably would have said the same thing, too. If yeah. I, was. I mean, and we can laugh about it now, but for two days, I was shaking. I was upset. I was still in shock. You know, my here's my family calling to say goodbye, and I love you. See, I wasn't too much in shock because it's talk about it like a super sheltered life like we've never had like any kind of great missile crisis for us in Hawaii growing up so this was really a unique thing I didn't know how to handle it you know I didn't even know if this was actually well to tell you the truth another thing is I wasn't living in those 40 minutes of not knowing Mm -hmm. I'm sure if I was in those 40 minutes because when I found out it was already over yeah the alert was already called off right it was already you know this is what do they say? It was there's no threat to Hawaii. It's a false alarm. Right. But for 40 minutes, everyone is freaking out. We've heard accounts of a group of women breaking into a hardware store trying to seek shelter in Waimea. Um, everyone panicking and running through the streets. People driving 100 miles an hour, almost causing accidents, trying to get home to their loved ones. Um, this is quite crazy, and it's a, a super severe mistake. And like I said, it's, yeah. it, it kind of gets softened because I found out, again, that it was an alert and then a fake alert in the same breath, not those 40 minutes of not knowing. All right. But, man, I mean, like, at that point, like, if you have 20 minutes from a, for a missile to get from North Korea to Hawaii, what do you truly do? There's nothing you can do. I Well, I did read. Okay, so I'm thinking. Got to go find a lava tube and. Just hang out. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> coming from Kaleo. Yeah. <laughs> missiles coming, final lava tube, and hang out. <laughs> yeah. For two weeks until until the nuclear smoke clears. Yeah. Well, you know, we're we're on the mainland and so we weren't actually experiencing it. We got it after the fact, like you said. However, Kaleo, you've been what are, what would you call you? A prepper? Yeah, but not like the severe prepper, meaning like not a doomsday prepper. But you've been no, we're we are not we're not able to bug in, so we have a bug out bag. So I have this bag that I've constructed over the years that um, will basically allow us, me and you, Melanie, mm-hmm. uh, about three to four days of food, water, and supplies that we need to create shelter, fire, and whatnot. Now, the list of it, I mean, I have it all, like, typed out. I know. You're super nerding out. It's <laughs> yeah. super hot. I have everything <laughs> typed out and, and what's in the bag. He actually weighed every single item, too, and put them in this bag so that I could actually I just found carry out the, it. I just found out the weight. I didn't weigh it. Like, I, I found out the weight, like, whether I bought it on Amazon or whatnot, you know, and they give you all the dimensions and stuff. And made it so that I was able to carry it yeah, for you a can long, pick this. you can pick this bag up. Yeah. hike, you know, wherever our our meetup place would be because we're apart so much you know we if cell phones go down if um i need to bug out and he's halfway across the country where am i gonna go and how can i carry this bag Mm -hmm. that's why i have two-way radios in there that have a 90 mile radius but Mm -hmm. i just have to get back to that 90 mile radius for it to work right and then that's the one i take on tour yeah so this is you know this is extreme if the the big earthquake happens or 
you know, which is, shit hits the fan. Yeah, which I always thought was way more of a possibility than, than a nuclear missile. hitting Hawaii. Right? Right. God, these times are so bizarre right now. I mean, but every time is so bizarre. Don't give it too much to the time. It's just, it is a very unique part of life. But when you like look at all like history and stuff, I mean, think about like World War II. That's not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And that was the entire world fighting. Yeah. To me, that's just nuts. Right. Yeah. So mind blown. <laughs> better than islands blown. Man, there was it was pretty bad. And imagine being that man or woman, we'll just say quote unquote that guy who pressed the wrong button and made the threat happen. Well, you just read me something though. Please I don't I don't think a lot of people know uh the details of that button. Tell tell everyone what you just told me before we started podcasting. All right, so I just read something on MSNBC News that there it was a poorly what did they say a a poorly designed computer program where there's two buttons on this computer. So it's not you know a big red button on someone's desk like which it should be. (laughs) It should be one green button, one red button. Yeah, just like school. Well, these two buttons on the computer, one was labeled test missile alert and the other one is labeled missile alert yeah (laughs) what they should just do is simply this yes no right yeah well apparently the test missile alert button (laughs) (laughs) the test missile alert button was kind of an um an in-house they were testing their system within whatever system this is i don't even know but they're testing it that that would be the test the other one goes out to everyone's cell phones and all the social media and all wherever everybody was alerted by wait this didn't touch social media this was just well it was twitter oh really okay okay yeah they still make that twitter thing i guess trip okay (laughs) so anyway we have talked to a lot of our friends via text message and, and on the phone and, you know, everyone agrees there's really nothing you can do. However, it is good to be prepared and at least have, you know, two weeks worth of water, have food, have everything you need if you do survive the impact. Let's say you're on a different island than it hits. Um, I, another statistic that I read was 90% of the population of Hawaii would have um they would have survived the blast, the actual impact, but it's all of the nuclear fallout later on that would be an issue. Yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. It's a nuclear... I don't know which is worse, dying in the impact or living through the nuclear stuff. Yeah, I mean, it just gets to the point, like, you really got to come down and, and ask yourself, well, should I just paddle out and watch the whole thing go down and just take it on the chin? Or do I really try to... Just kind of cockroach my way through the whole <laughs> nuclear fallout and see what happens as well. Cockroach your way through. Yeah, you know, you like you said d- the rebel to the news. <laughs> it's it's it, it's definitely something I guess you should put some thought into before you actually get the next alert button. Yeah. And here's another thing too. Now it's like a, a situation where um you know the boy who cried wolf. So what happens when? Uh, people in Hawaii get this text exactly. message again. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's actually a real like, oh, that guy didn't lose his job. He's still at it. <laughs> <laughs> or or no, what I'm trying to say is it's like, what if there is an actual nuclear missile headed their way? Just no one's buying it anymore because of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so now what? 
Well, I mean, we can all take this as a, a learning experience. And, you know, what is the lesson in this? It's a good um, jump start to get prepared. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's better to be prepared now than scramble and try to go get water and, you know, everything that you need at that time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's always better to be prepared for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so I'm kind of coming down from the that whole experience. <laughs> so that is our news update for this week. Okay. Tune in next time for penis bleaching. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for next week now. This is just, I'm going to actually look this up too before we talk about it. As Ooh, there's yeah. part of me that Doesn't kind of believes it. you because the world's crazy in that sense, but. I guess it's all the rage in Thailand. Like, what's the point of making your penis white? <laughs> Seriously. Let, let, we have to wait until next week. Oh, all right. Okay. What else we got? So we're going to do a Q&A today. We've had a, a bunch of questions. Yes, I remember to, this from last week. Yes, all we're right. going to get to a few of them today. Um, all right, so are you ready? Uh, we're about to find out. <laughs> all right. First one I had is... How do you see. bleach your penis? No. <laughs> okay. Babe, they got to wait till next week. First one is, what are some tips or hacks to keep connected with all the time apart due to Kaleo's traveling for work. Uh, yeah, oh, this is really, it's luckily nowadays because we have cell phones and mm -hmm. text messaging and emailing and being able to have a phone everywhere. It's not that difficult. No, it's it, not. And you know, I think we've covered this in a previous podcast, maybe one of the first ones in a Q and A, is that we keep in contact constantly if we're thinking about each other we send a message if we see something that the other person would like we send a photo of it we keep in contact however we don't um, we're not um, what is the word I'm looking for we're doing our own thing yeah the most important thing is that attached yeah, there we go yeah. we're not attached to oh I have to talk to you by this time or you didn't call when that when you said you were because we're both super busy so letting go of the attachment of the need to contact each other and instead just doing it whenever you feel like it. Which and is, I feel super close to you when you're on the road. Yeah, it's it's really not that hard when you have all of the conveniences of communication nowadays. Mm -hmm. uh, just think about like, you know, back in the, the day, day before cell phones and like people actually had to use like pay phones. Yeah, oh my like gosh. That. So or, for all or, you listeners out there, We've been together since pretty much before cell phones were popular. <laughs> That's a long time. That is a long time. Yeah. But so it's a, but it's we a, had to get it, really it's a beautiful back time. then. It's, it's, it's a, one thing, too, it's just like we have all these technologies that make things a lot easier for us as well. But to go back and tap into the ancient wisdom, like not being attached to someone, makes it way more important than being able to call anyone at any time. And to have that like confidence and living your truth and, you know, focusing a lot on yourself. So even when we're together, we're still focusing on ourselves mm -hmm. in a sense of like, okay, I have uh, I have this to go do at the yoga studio and I'm going to be like, okay, well, I have this uh, uh, person I need to talk to. I need to go have a meeting because we're going to make some kind of uh, amazing track or whatever it is. It's one of those things where it's like, when you get into your groove with you, everything seems to fall in place after that. Right. 
And that's, Absolutely. yeah, and that's the, that's a super important part of the momentum of our individuality and then when we get to get together. Mm-hmm. So to answer that question, it's pretty easy. Um, of course, yeah, when it gets to like certain times of, of super length, it, you know, you do feel, um, you know, a desire to be with, you know, the person that you want to be with. But then you just understand like, no, I'm out here and I'm doing it and I have a supportive unit that is um, doing what they want to do as well at the same time. And so when we get together, it's a party. And when we're not together, we're still knowing that we're, we're doing what we want to do and what we need to do to fulfill what we have within us in our life. Right. So it's not codependent. Basically, we are two complete whole beings that are able to be in love and best friends together yes. instead of codependency. Yeah, well, you just said it in a lot less words than I did, <laughs> but I said it like that to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Penis bleaching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your? What are your favorite places to travel? That's a really challenging one for me because we've we've been to a lot of places, and I I fall in love with every place I go. Wow, you're. I was like basically like a like a uh, Miss American pageant or something. That was a blanket answer. <laughs> okay, where's let's your see. sash? Where have I not <laughs> fallen in love with? I, you know what? I can honestly say now, if anyone out there is is from this place, I apologize in advance, but this is my personal experience. I didn't fall in love with Dusseldorf, Germany. Bummer! I loved it. They had great. They had great Thai food there. No, we had Chinese food. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Well, it was. It was. It was Chinese inspired Thai. <laughs> That's what it was. And the most expensive thing on the menu was the water. Uh huh. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Um. Wait. What was the question again? What is your favorite place to travel? Oh. Okay. So you went to the complete opposite. What was your least because favorite Because I love place everywhere I've been. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of narrow it down. It's, I think, it's what, you, it's what you bring with you. It's what you pack. And what I mean by that, it's not like your items that you're bringing, not your luggage, but what you're packing within you. Like, what are you bringing to the experience? Because you can have a great or shitty time. Wow. Sailor mouth today. You can have a great or <laughs> shitty time anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. It's just what what are you bringing? What's the baggage that you're bringing? So if you're or expectations yeah, or attachments, I yeah. mean, you for me, I, I I do really I still get super excited about traveling, which blows me away because I've done it so much. Now, don't get me wrong, there are um, big clear moments where I don't want to go anywhere, where I won't even leave the house. Mm-hmm. Like I need to get grounded, I need to get rooted, and that actually happened to me last month in December because it was such a busy travel year i mean going to hawaii about five times last year as well you know i needed to really get grounded and just kind of you know hunker down yeah for a little bit and and stay in one place so we're basically sorry out there not answering your question however i am going to throw out some of my faves so i love buenos aires argentina i love stockholm sweden um firenze italy um let's see Spain, Portugal. Wow, babe. I, I know. Yeah, going for it, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah, like I said, I love everywhere I've been. I think that's probably, 
That's the best way to say it. I love everywhere I've been. Where I have not been that I'm excited to go that we've been talking about a lot lately, it's been coming up, is Japan. Cleo's been there and, and my family's been there, but I haven't. Yeah, Basashi. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know what that is, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, please don't look it up. <laughs> Especially you animal lovers out there. Yeah. All right, next one is, let's see, let me pull this up here. I'm going to Kona for the first time in January. Since you are locals, what are some must-dos on the Big Island? Kona in Mai Tai to kick it off after travel. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a big Well, to tell you the truth, in all honesty, you should do legs up the wall, do some quick yoga, then go get a Mai Tai and just relax <laughs> and go watch the sunset. Uh, the cool thing about Kona is... And actually, every experience um, traveling, this, hey, you know what? I got something. This is going to tie into the last question. Mm-hmm. The best thing to do when you get to some place that you're traveling to is kind of just relax and not let, have to have an yeah, agenda. Yeah, let things unfold. Talk to some locals, find out, like, first of all, I really like to have a really good experience with some some substance like uh, a restaurant or something that, you know, it's just one of those local things that you know people are going to do. Maybe you're going to meet some local friends. Yeah, and talk you know, to them and, and see talk. What, yeah, see what they do instead of Absolutely. doing the tourist things. That's what we do. We try to just assimilate with the the culture and and ask people right know, what they what their opinion is. And and lucky for us, too. I guess that's what their question is. He's asking us. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. Hey, that's heavy. <laughs> um. In, in Kona. Here, this is what I'll recommend. Go go to Kona Inn, go have a Mai Tai, and then go eat a place called Umeke's. And go meet some locals and uh, just hang out, enjoy some food. There's a lot to do on the Big Island. Well, why don't we tackle this for real? Let's do this. First of all, you're going to need a car. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to drive. No public transportation. Yeah, you're going to need a car. So you're going to have to go rent a car. After you rent a car, you know... Try to try to explore the island as much as you can. It's a very big island. I know that kind of sounds funny, but it's true. It's a really big island. And the entire island has amazing uh, things to look at all the way around the yeah, island. Yeah, so do a circle island tour. Yeah. Not a tour, but drive yourself around It's kind of like a tour, yeah. Yeah, and stop in these little places to, to eat local food and little shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stay off the off the beaten path. I would say go go to volcano, go see the volcano. Absolutely. The vo- um, what else? You know, I haven't done a trip around the rock in a long time. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to aim for that when we get back home. Actually, yeah. Where it's like instead you get to of like see all of the different climates, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. I think we have like every. I, th- I think the only climate we don't have is like Sahara Desert. Yeah, I think it's like. 11 out of 13 or something i don't know yeah i've always heard that was like 11 out of 13 then like 20 out of 21 or you know (laughs) there's it's always like this mystery to me all i know is a lot in school right yeah all i know is it's a lot um but no we should really melanie we should really take our time to go around the rock yeah and then instead of like trying for a second you said my whole name oh yeah instead (laughs) of like going all the way around in one day which Usually is what happens. Let's let's go. We'll get to volcano. We'll have dinner. Um, I haven't even been to the volcano house since it got like 
read that. This is oh, how yeah. long it's been since I've been to like the other side of the other island. Other side of the island, yeah. Right. So I'm really looking forward to that. Well, usually we're there and you have a lot of business to do. And now when we're there, I have my nephew. <laughs> so it's, hmm, we don't really get out much. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, uh, you know what? That's how I'm going to answer the question because I kind of want to do that again too. I haven't been around the rock for a really long time. So rent a car, uh, drive around the island, go see all these little spots. If you see any kind of like a like rotisserie meat, if you're a vegetarian, kind of pass it. But usually at these gas stations and like Lapahoy Hoy or something like that. Huli Huli chicken. Yeah, you're going to find like these Huli Huli chicken. It's just Careful like Careful though. If it's pink, don't eat it. Uh, don't worry about it. People are eating raw <laughs> chicken in Japan. It's fine. Oh, yeah. God. So these things are amazing. The Huli Huli chicken, you just grab one and kind of just keep it. Your car is going to smell like smoked meat for a little bit, but don't worry about that. Just drive around long enough with the windows down. And uh, and then go to Volcano and, and you know, really take it in. The most important thing that you could ever do um, in Hawaii is pay attention to the culture, the stories, the people. It is such a magical place, and these people make make everything so magic. It's, Ooh, I have an idea. It's just rad. So so make sure that you investigate all of those like those parts of the the culture as well. What do you got, Mel? When you do get your rent a car, first of all, don't get a flashy one. Just get a basic rent a car, and go down into Kona and go to a place called Pacific Vibrations. Oh good one <laughs> go grab some stickers like a pv's keep kona country sticker maybe volcom sticker or something like that and put them on your car so it doesn't look like a tourist car doesn't look like a rent a car and the most the, this is what kaleo does every single time oh yeah well not only that but i love to go support mike you see pacific vibrations was like this first surf shop and yeah um, i think it's like 45 years old yeah and then you know the best thing about um, the McMichaels, there's a lot of great things, but you know, I just remember being able to go down there and like, I would be able to buy like a, one pair of board shorts for the year, you know, and it was like the best selection. <laughs> and then you know, you would buy, and then Mike would just give you these stickers, he'd give you wax, so it's always just like had like that greatest thing to me. So if I'm ever like able to support Pacific Vibrations in mm -hmm. any way, whether it's a bumper sticker or anything like that, I've always made it a point to make sure to go do that. Absolutely, yeah. every time we go home. Yeah, and try to find local spots, like truly, truly local spots. You don't have to go to the yard house, you know? Like, Is there <laughs> one there? No, there's not one there. There soon will be. But you know, <laughs> you don't have to go to like, you know, all these branch restaurants, or Cheesecake Gumps. Factory, or Bubba <laughs> Gumps, or anything like that. Sorry if anyone's working there. I really don't mean to talk trash about your but restaurant. Support but support local. Yeah, yeah go eat some local, local food. Like it's, you'll be so happy because it's one of the things where you cannot find anywhere but Hawaii. You cannot find pokey like you anywhere in the world like you can in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. That's just, especially if you go to Emeka's. Yeah. Yeah. The best. Yeah. So have fun. Drive around the island. And um, oh, and another thing too. If you're coming from the mainland, drive slow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's. There's speed traps there, and you have to drive so slow. The but speed limit's like 30. What's the rush, though? You don't have That's anywhere true. to be. Exactly. Just cruise. Yep. Yeah. All right. So the next one is, Melanie, what is your skincare regimen? And if it includes Spell Botanicals, are you going to sell them online? So yes. How come I this do... isn't for both of us? 
No one's asking me about my skin regimen? Well, she said Melanie, but yes. <laughs> let's, let's, talk, let's talk about you first. Go. <laughs> How do you keep that 40-year-old skin so baby smooth? I am 40, by the way. This is my birthday month. <laughs> no, I, I really don't have a skin regimen. Actually, I do have a skin regimen. I don't use soap very often. Yeah. I really don't. I, I, I maybe do like two showers a week where I actually use Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap, and it's kind of about it. Well, you shower more, but you- I shower, but- Use soap. Yes, and that's- Only a couple of times Only a, a couple of times, because the natural uh, microbiome on my skin is keeping me completely healthy and rejuvenated. That's how I get this <laughs> 40-year-old glow going. Yes, although this morning, <laughs> as you were sitting here preparing our podcast, yeah. the words out of Rebel's mouth were, I am all kinds of stink right now. (laughs) Well, I mean, and that usually, I'll tell you what happens. If we have like brunch, like yesterday we had brunch, and there's like champagne, I'll just start to sweat it out the next day. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't, it doesn't smell good at all. It's kind of actually making me rethink alcohol completely. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's really (laughs) like, it's one of those things where I I think I'm going to actually have to like jump off the wagon or on the wagon what is that what do you do when you don't drink am i on the wagon or am i off the wagon i have no idea haven't you ever heard that before oh yeah but i i'm confused hey if you if anyone listening right now if it's on or off the wagon if you're not drinking please tell us by going to itunes store and leaving a five-star review and a comment oh my god <laughs> I was wondering when you're gonna pop that in there. I'm telling you. Okay, so can we talk about my skincare okay, regimen? Go for it. I guess. Thanks. All right, here we go. <laughs> so to answer your question, yes, I do use Spell Botanicals. I use a, a just a very mild organic cleanser, and I don't even know the name of it. I think it's Derm E. Um, just a mild cleanser. Um, then I use nourish so spell botanicals if some of you don't know out there is a skincare line that i've created um i am an herbalist for my my hhp studies and the nourish is a a face oil so it has a base of sweet almond and organic olive oil actually all the ingredients are organic so i won't keep saying that word over and over and over but it's a base of sweet almond and olive And then I I cook, which means on a very, very low, like a warm temperature in a big crock pot, I put in calendula flowers, chamomile flowers, rosehip seed, uh, rosehip seed oil, as well as rose petals and buds, and carrot seed extract. And the carrot seed oil is very, very potent. And what that does, it's, it's very good for preventing wrinkles and helping out with the wrinkles that you already do have. And the rosehip seed oil is very good for just healing the matrix of your skin and creating more collagen. And I put in only 10 drops per bottle of the carrot seed extract because it is so potent. And this is a, a face oil that I use in the morning and the night. Now, with the Spell Botanicals, I haven't found a natural emulsifier. An emulsifier is something that makes it creamy like a lotion. I haven't found anything organic and completely natural, so I don't do any lotions. I only use, I only um, create oil. And oil is very, very good for your skin. I know some people are kind of nervous to put put oil on your skin. However, if you do have, and I'm, I'm not speaking um, specifically for acne, 
because sometimes there's different reasons for acne but when you put oil on your face then your your body doesn't need to create more oil or over create more oil and to you know make your skin out of whack so oil is very healthy for the skin and I use nourish is that product that I create morning and night and then at night I sometimes I occasionally I use it's from origins it's a night mask like a night a heavy night cream so if it's really dry like right now we're having Santa Ana winds and it's super dry so the oil just soaks up into my face so at night sometimes I'll put the oil on and then I'll put I'll get some of that cream that heavy night cream from origins and I'll put that over top of it so that it kind of seals in it seals it in but I don't do that in the daytime I just use the oil and I do also have a body oil that I create. It's the same base. It's sweet almond and olive and calendula and chamomile flowers. And it smells so good. There's no additional aromatherapy or scents in it. It's just from the actual flowers that I, I cook. I am so impressed. <laughs> that was really great description. I was in the whole time. It makes me want to like actually try your skin regimen for me. Sometimes I, sometimes I make you. I'm doing my, my facial. My, oh, can I put this on your face? I'm like, nah, nah, I'm okay yeah, on that. He's afraid of it. I'm not but afraid. But when I do. It's, it's just like, you know, it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. <laughs> not only that, but um, see, my I have a, a little different regimen. I just go, I just go ape shit with the coconut oil. Or when I'm creating the spell botanical products, yes, and I there's do leftover, love this. he helps me. I have a big herb press, and I press all the herb, the the oil out of the herbs, and I throw away those the herbs and the flowers, mm -hmm. and I create this oil. So when there's a lot at the bottom of the barrel or bottom of the bowl, oh, I'll go swimming he in it. Puts it all. Oh, you should see him just glistening. He just <laughs> drops his pants and oils up from head to toe and <laughs> arms out, walking around the house, glistening like some Greek god. <laughs> it's pretty magnificent. I have a different perception of it, but I like yours better. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that. Well, and you can't touch anything because you're just covered in oil. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there, there goes, again, like my upbringing too. You can't waste any of the animal. Yeah. You can't waste any of the oil, so you have to use all of it. And that's like the good stuff at the bottom. That's where like all the the really potent stuff is. You oh can't gosh. waste that, that stuff. So I guess that is my skin regimen. Like every time you make it, I just do one <laughs> massive dose. And then I, I told then my, you, then my body everyone just, out there, he's extreme. Then my body just lives off of that until the next dose. Hey, by the way, um, <laughs> if people want to try this, where can they get it? Just the Yoga Oceanside Studio or can we... Yeah, you know, I was thinking about, um, I do have a website for it, but I haven't been there in a really long time. It's, for me, with everything going on, it's it's a challenge to handle multiple websites and, and update. I really need an assistant. Anyone out there listening and you want to be a Rebel and Muse assistant, please give us a call <laughs> or an yes. email. Or even better, just go leave your comment and a five-star review on iTunes Store. Oh it helps gosh. us to reach a lot of people. Shameless. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> so coming back to the oil, I think I'm going to actually put it on the Rebel Amuse on the shop page. So I do have three products, actually four now. One of them is is in production. It's um, called Dream. So the first one is Nourish. That's the face oil. Second one is called Soothe. That's the body oil. And I like to keep that one in my shower and I just pump it when I'm done, still wet and put all that on and it just kind of dries with the, the water in my body. 
Um, then I have Heal. Now Heal is one of the the best sellers. This, that's that's the salve. That's the salve. Yeah. So I make this with. Um, let's see. There's chickweed, plantain, chamomile. Nope, no chamomile. Calendula. Um, Comfrey root, which is really good if you have aches and pains or if you have injuries, like deep injuries. Comfrey is really good. It, it, the oil extracts all of the medicine from the herbs and takes it deep into the skin. Right. No, I. you don't have to sell me on it. And it's also lavender, echinacea, and there's one more. I can't think of it right now. But they're really, really potent, powerful herbs to heal anything that's skin-wise or or otherwise deep into the body. I've heard people use Heal for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of testimonials. I'm like, wow, I didn't even think you could use it that way. But you can. Everything is organic. Even the raw beeswax that I use is organic. And you could basically eat it. Heal is, uh, it's one thing that's always in my toiletry bag a- anywhere I go. It's like the most famous quote with everybody we know mm-hmm. puts just put salve on just it just put salve on it yeah, yeah that <laughs> whatever it heel, is just heel put salve on is it fantastic yeah even i mean if you're thinking about penis bleaching just afterwards just oh, put salve on it god this is just driving me <laughs> nuts i can't believe this is actually and i've heard like buttholes being bleached and that kind of in a weird way i'm not saying it's good or i would want to do it but it kind well, of makes this sense was, this was especially if you have a dirty butthole this was the headline Bleaching. It's not just for assholes anymore. Shut up. <laughs> serious. I okay. We were going to talk about that next week, and then yes, I, next I, week I want an image of that. We'll put a plug in that on one. on the Rebel and Muse Instagram. Oh, I didn't even. Ooh. Yeah. No, I don't want an image of a bleached penis. I want. Okay. I want the. I want the headline. I don't either. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yes, I will be putting Spell Botanicals online um, to purchase on the Rebel Amuse website. Perfect. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, Next next one is natural deodorant. Ha, I need some. (laughs) What natural deodorant do we use? Um, This this person commenting, uh, who's actually a friend of mine. Hi. She asked, she's been using different ones and hasn't found one that that actually works. I've done the same. I've used many different kinds. I've actually, what works for me is to not use it all the time because if you keep using deodorant, even the natural stuff, then for some reason your body creates more um, sweat and odor. Okay. So I, I don't know why. I don't know the science behind that. I should. I should look into it. But I have rested on one called native uh, it was given to me by a friend of mine and i absolutely love it it's all natural and it um let's see i think they have some i think it's coconut yeah okay. <laughs> i thought you were gonna say something. no no yeah well in my head i was thinking like there is one true deodorant well, coconut oil is a good natural deodorant. However, it's only if you're, for me, cautionary tale, it's only if you're wearing a tank top because, you know, it is oil. And so if you are wearing a t-shirt or something that's a little bit tighter, or your armpits, you're going to look down and see just oil stains. So if you're wearing a tank top or you're, you know, you're working out and you have, or you're doing yoga and you have tank top or something on like that, just put a little dab of coconut oil in your pits and I, it totally works. Well, there's only one true deodorant for me. What's that? Fasting. 
Hmm. I, I'll tell you this. Yeah, but... Two days, two or three days okay. into your fast, you are going to stink sometimes. Yes. <laughs> you're going to... St- and like all, I was going to say, well, wait a you're minute, gonna have, you're gonna have You're going to have a keto breath uh, by the third day and you're going... You're, you're, you're detoxing. Your body's detoxing. Yeah. And you'd be surprised at how much you're not going to need deodorant after a fast and you start paying attention to what you're consuming and eating and drinking. And you can, and I've, I've done this experiment before where, you know, especially on tour, you know, the first couple of days are pretty rough in, as far as the smell goes. But then you notice that you, you start to just get rid of this, this odor and it doesn't come around. It doesn't matter how much I'm running on stage. If it's like, you know, if I'm out of the fast and it, say like, it's just day 14 or 15 of, of after fasting and, and eating, um, a, with a lot more um, awareness. I don't stink. I sweat, but it's not stink sweat. Mm-hmm. And that always blows my mind. It's just, it's pure truth of like, okay, all this odor is just, it's a detox. And then when your body kind of switches out of detoxing and just kind of becomes its optimal running position, it's really not that hard not to stink. Yeah. Yeah. It really. I. I would definitely. Quote, yeah. It's really not that hard not to stink. I would. I would. Um. I would love everyone to just give it a try, like just to see how that goes. Just try not to use any deodorant, because in all honesty, deodorant is not natural. Mm-hmm. It's not a natural part of our human evolution. This is just something to like. It's like a, a pharmaceutical kind of situation where you're just going to do something to alleviate the system or mask mask whatever it is that's there but to get to the real cause of the effect try to experiment and and things like this even if you don't want to fast just try to clean up your eating and see where that goes also try try doing things like uh making sure that you have an adequate amount of water and you cut back on you know certain foods that you know don't make you smell good perfect example raw onions do not make me smell good And it has I don't a, think they make anyone. I, I, I think you know. I think it has a personally. It has a lot to do with your diet, and that's that's going to tell you if you stink or not. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to the deodorant. I am using Native right now, and I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you haven't stunk for a long time. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. All right, let's do one last question. We have a bunch of them here, so we're going to have to do a part two. I think. Why really? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Living so close to the legendary Tim Miller, I'd love to just hear you guys discuss any experience you had in the Ashtanga lineage and maybe the other styles you've learned, how it's affected you as people, teachers, and practitioners. Mm. Time spent with Bikram Yoga and Iyengar. Love you guys and the podcast. Thanks, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a big question. Okay. So I have actually, so I'm, I'm not trained in Ashtanga, although I, I do love it. It's hard as shit. <laughs> Even just the, the primary or the intro series kicked my butt. Mm-hmm. But I do love the, I sometimes start off my flow classes with kind of a modified Serena Mascara A just to, to warm up the body. And that's just, you know, it's a specific type of sun salutation with um, chaturangas in it. And I actually have not studied under Tim Miller 
um, just for Ashtanga classes, but I did go with my business partner, my friend, Danielle. We went to a workshop at um, the Ashtanga Yoga Center, and Tim Miller was leading it, and he's rad. He's an amazing guy. This is your um, introductory to yin. No. No? No. Okay. Totally different, yeah. No, this was just a, it was a, it was a basic workshop. Then we did chant the Hanuman Chalisa afterwards and he was on, you know, he was leading it and it was just a really great experience. He's funny, he's personable, um, and yeah, he's legendary. So, um, that was my only experience with Tim Miller, but I would definitely go back and take more workshops and classes from him. Does he offer him a lot? Um, you know, I haven't, I'm on their mailing list their email list but i haven't really dove into what's available right now Got yeah I, i'm pretty sure he does um other styles of yoga gosh I've, I've tried a lot of different styles of yoga especially when i was um living in san francisco but um one that i do not vibe with and sorry any any bikram teachers or practitioners out there but i don't i didn't vibe with bikram for me i like i like it to be different um, I don't like the heat. I like to build the heat from my inside out instead of outside in. Well, and this is a, just personal experience. Right. But there's a very, very um, intelligent reason for that. Because mm-hmm. instead of giving your body a false pretense of how warm it is, you actually get to raise it up to how warm it is mm-hmm. for you personally. And then... Yeah. Well, and I don't even like saunas. Like I, I need to... If I could sit in a sauna for sure, but I would need to breathe fresh, cold air. I don't like breathing that hot air. So for me, it's it's more of a physiological irritation. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a lot of people love it. And I mean, a lot of people love it, of course. So it's <laughs> just personal experience. Yeah. I tend to vibe more with... Um, Hmm, let's say classes that aren't heated, um, classes that are different, not the same poses every time. Um, what else? I love really slow-paced classes like yin yoga, um, a classical hatha, just a, a very yummy, slow-paced, everything from that to restorative and um, even a, a very active vinyasa flow. So kind of all over the place, really. Yeah. Uh, it just It's depending on what my body is craving at that time. And also not just my body, but mentally, emotionally, where am I? Am I stressed out? Go to a, a slower paced class. Um, and do I need more meditation or do I need to move energy and move my body? Um, do I have an injury? And what can I do to support that? Yeah. Good. So, body awareness. Body awareness. Yeah. All right, so we have a lot more questions, but I think we're running out of time here. This is kind of a long one. Let's do one more. One more, okay. What were you like as children? Were you teased or did you do the teasing? I'm so glad we decided to do one more. (laughs) Because, may I go? Yeah. All right. You start. So as kids, you always get teased and you always do some teasing. However, I was a real fat kid Mm -hmm. uh, in like my entire elementary years. Really like big, fat. And I was teased on the constant Mm. all the time. And I'm so grateful for it because it opened up so much more compassion for me 
when I was younger. So I had a heavy dose of, you know, tapping into that emotion where sometimes it takes a lot longer to learn compassion. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it stuck with me for the rest of my life because when I, when I grew out of that baby fat in like, and you know, I think like when I was like in ninth grade, I grew seven inches or something like something ridiculous. So I just went, I just, it, I just longed out and <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, it just, I, I stayed the same weight. I just got seven more inches up. You're stretched. Yeah, I was stretched. So it was really, um, it was so vital to, to be able to take that, um, that, you know, at the time you just don't understand. And that's why kids can be so ruthless and mean is because they just don't know the power that of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's raw energy. Like kids are raw. And it was... For me, it was something that set my life up to be a little more compassionate, I think, in a lot of places that um, that I wouldn't have been compassionate in had I not gone through that experience. So I was teased a lot. And when it came time for me to tease anybody, it really took like some some thinking through versus just saying something to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and not saying that I've ever not been mean to somebody, but definitely it was a great experience for me to grow up this way because uh, to, it's carried throughout my life, you know, that, that kind of situation that I was, I was in. And, um, like I said, I was super grateful for it. It's, it's, I really attribute actually every day that I've ever lived of my life to bring me to who I am right now. And I'm happy. Like I'm authentically like I'm I'm happy, so to me it it just everything that's ever happened makes complete sense to me. I can't even add to that. That was beautiful. <laughs> I think we should end there. I'll do my part next time we do a Q and A. Wow. Yeah. Uh, mic drop. <laughs> all right. Well, we love you all. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank and, um, you. And we'll talk to you next Monday. All right. Peace. Aloha.